Greetings, Blind Faith Podcast listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Blind Faith Podcast. I'm your host, Reverend Craig C. Edgley Jr., and the title of today's episode is A Vote of Confidence. A Vote of Confidence. All right, so our text is going to come from Proverbs, the third chapter, beginning at the fifth verse and concluding at the sixth verse. And it reads, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Again, the title of today's lesson is simply a vote of confidence. And if you want to personalize that, you can say my vote of confidence. Uh, The question that comes to mind is, to whom do you give your vote of confidence? We all put our confidence in something. And so the question is just, what are you putting your confidence in? Um, So athletes, professional athletes, high school athletes, middle school athletes, athletes of, of any level often put their confidence in their coach. And, and if you talk to people like Dundee, the, the, the boxing coach for Muhammad Ali, he would say that the trust was mutual. He would say that just as much as Ali put his trust in him, he also in turn put his trust in Ali. And so there is a story uh, about a crane. There's a, a crane that was flying over a lake um, and the lake had some issues going on. There was a lack of, of, of worms in the lake. There was a lot of pollution in the lake. And all of the sea, the, the sea creatures in the lake uh, were complaining. And so uh, one day the crane heard all of their complaining and the crane came down and he swooped down to the lake and he began to talk to the sea creatures. And he, and he talked to one fish and he said, uh, fish, I see, I, I always hear y'all complaining about how this lake is polluted and how this lake is, uh, there's a food shortage and there's not a lot of worms. And, you know, there's this other beautiful lake across town. And, you know, I got this big old uh, uh, beak up here and I can, I, I can certainly carry you from this lake and take you to the other lake where there's lots of worms and there is uh, no pollution and there's beautiful clear waters and you're going to enjoy it. And and the crane kept on talking and talking and talking and eventually the fish started to listen and they started to put their trust in the crane. And and the biggest fish of them all said, you know what, y'all, I'm going to go on ahead and try. I'm going to try out the crane. I'm going to let him carry me over to the other lake. And he said, "Uh, you know, if 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 he comes back with a good report that he got me over there safely and that I'm enjoying it, then y'all can trust him and try him too. And so, of course, the crane picked up the fish and carried him far enough to where the other fish couldn't see him. And then he ate that fish. And so uh, he came back and talked to the other fish and he said, boy, y'all wouldn't believe how much that fish is over there enjoying the lake. And so all the fish packed bags, they got ready to go and uh, the crane just started taking them one by one. And he ate every single one of them. And so then he came back to the lake and he saw a little lobster over there complaining about the pollution and the food shortage. 
And he said, Lobster, you know, I took all these fish over there to the other lake. Uh, why don't you let me take you as well? And so uh, the lobster was very skeptical. He said, I don't trust this crane. Uh, but he said, you know what? I got enough strength in my own claws. I got enough strength in my own tail. And if this crane don't take me to the other lake, I'm going to wrap my claw around his neck and I'm going to take his head off. And the lobster uh, said to the crane, you listen here, I'll, I'll let you take me to this other lake, but on one condition, you have to let me put my claw on your neck so that just in case you get the idea of trying to eat me, then I can clamp down and take your head off. The crane agreed and said, okay, all right, come on. And, and so he put his claw around the, the crane's neck and the crane began to fly him off just like the fish and the crane said you know what i'm not taking you to another lake i'm gonna eat you and so the lobster began to claw down tight claw down tight and he said all right okay all right all right fine fine if you just let go of my neck the crane said i'll take you to that lake you see the lake right there i'll take you to the lake if you let go of my neck and so the lobster said that's what i thought and the second that the lobster let go, the crane swallowed him up. And so you might ask, what is the moral of this story? What, what is the, 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 the point of this story? Well, the point of this story is that we live in a flawed world. This world has a flawed nature. This world is, is full of, of people and technology and, and medicine and money that has a failure sometimes to understand. It has a failure to be valid and accurate all the time. And it often has a failure to perform the task that we're asking it to do. And then we also live in a world where there is a governmental system that is, has a failure to govern with just, with justice and with righteousness. And so the question then that must be raised is what do we put our confidence in? Do you put your confidence in humanity, friends and family? Do you put your confidence in yourself and your own abilities? Do you put your faith in science, medicine and technology? Do you put your faith in wealth, government and, and, and money? What is it that you put your confidence in? Because whatever you put your confidence in is ultimately the thing that is your God. And so if you put your confidence in your friends and your family and humans, and then the humans are what is ultimately going to dictate your life. If you put your faith and confidence in medicine and science and technology, then medicine, science, and technology is what's ultimately going to dictate your life, if you put your faith in money, wealth, and, and prosperity, and, 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 and fortune and fame, then that's ultimately what's gonna dictate your life. And so it's very, very, very important that you be conscientious and you be careful when you put your confidence in something. Because as I stated previously, humans have a tendency to fail. Humans have a tendency to misunderstand. Technology has a tendency to fail. Medicine 
has a tendency to fail. Look at the graveyard. There's a bunch of people who medicine tried to save and medicine did not work. Look at the graveyard. There's a bunch of people that, that depended upon technology and technology could not save them. And so we must, we must be careful what we put our confidence in. And then the question, the next question that is to be raised is, then what should we put our confidence in? Beloved, I recommend that you put your confidence in God. Why do we put our confidence in God? Well, number one, God is reliable. If you put your confidence in man, if you put your confidence in machines, if you put your confidence in medicine, there is always a percentage, whether it be 99.999999% failure proof, there's always 0.1111% that that thing might fail. But when you put your confidence and you put your trust in God, God is absolutely reliable. There is no failure in God. He's 100% guaranteed all day, every day, by himself. Don't need nobody else in the words of Kevin Hart. God is 100% reliable. And you can rely on God in the storm. You can rely on God in the rain. You can rely on God when you can't rely on nobody else. You can rely on God when you cannot rely on technology. You can rely on God when you cannot rely on money. And God is 100% reliable. The second thing, reason why we can trust in God is because God is 100% accurate. God cannot lie. God is the absolute total picture of validity and truth. He cannot lie. And since he cannot lie, then we can trust in God because people can lie to you. Folk can tell you one thing and, they, and, and mean another thing. Folk can mean another thing and tell you one thing. And so you cannot trust in the validity and truth of people at all times. You cannot trust in the validity of machines all the time. A machine can make a mistake. You cannot trust in the validity of medicine all the time. You can see the laundry list of things that might go wrong compared to the one thing that you're trying to cure. You, you're trying to cure an infection and the side effects could be that your, your ears fall off and your toes fall off. And, 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 and so medicine is not 100% valid. It's not 100% truthful. There's always a margin of error when it comes to medicine. There's always a margin of error when it comes to humans. There's always a margin of error when it comes to technology. And so God is trustworthy because he's reliable. God is trustworthy because he's valid and accurate all the time. And then God is trustworthy because he has all power and ability to do everything. You see, with humanity, it has its limitations. And with technology, it has its limitations. With medicine, it has limitations. With government, it has limitations. But with God, there is no limitations in God. If you're, in, if you're at the edge of the Red Sea and Pharaoh's on your trail, God has the ability to part the sea and allow you to walk over on dry lands. There is no limitations 
in God. If you only have two fish and five loaves and you need to feed a multitude of 5,000 people, God has the ability to multiply that which is, 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 is two fish and five loaves and turn it into enough to feed 5,000. There is no limitations on God. If you die, go down into the grave, stay down for three days early, on the Sunday morning, God can raise you up from the dead. There is no limitations in God. And so I put my trust in God because he's 100% reliable. We should put our trust in God because he's 100% valid, accurate, and truthful. But then we should put our trust in God because he has all power and ability to do anything and to do everything at any time. How do we put our trust in God? Well, the scripture tells us that if we put our trust in God, we need to submit to his will perfectly, completely, totally. We, we must perfectly, totally, and completely submit to his will. This, this requires a couple of things. Number one, this, this requires humility. It requires you to humble yourself under the hand of God. What is, what is humility, preacher? Well, humility is the act of releasing your will and taking on the will of something else. It's releasing your will stepping back from your will and what you want and what you desire and what you think is right and accepting and taking on the will and the desire and the, 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 what God thinks is right for you. That's a, big, that's a big task. That's a big pill to swallow because not everybody wants to consent. You go to the doctor and, and, and you, you step in the doctor room and the first thing they want you to sign is a treatment to consent, a consent to treatment form. Well, why do they need you to sign a consent to treatment form? Because what they're saying is, when you get up on that surgical table, you are completely and ultimately releasing your life into the hands of the surgeon. And in this Christian race, God is our surgeon and we are upon his surgical table. And we have to completely and ultimately and totally give our consent to let God do what only God can do. We must yield to the authority of God. We must first accept that God's authority is what's best for us. And then we must yield to that authority. God is our director. When we put our trust in God, God is our director. Like a great conductor conducting the symphony or conducting the orchestra, uh, he, he takes his baton and he, he tells the horns when to play. He tells the, the string instruments when to play. He tells the, uh, the woodwind instruments when to play. He tells the percussion instruments when to play. And, and, and when the conductor is in control of the orchestra and the symphony. There is a beautiful sound, a majestic sound, a mighty sound that comes up from the, the orchestra and it's beautiful and it's majestic and it's wonderful, but it's all at the will of the conductor. 
The moment that somebody steps outside of the will of the conductor, then it takes what was beautiful and what was majestic and what was wonderful, and it begins to break it down and tear it down and destroy it. And, and, and so many times we got folk in our midst, in our presence, folk that we yoked up to, folk that we connected to that, that, that step outside of the will of God and the ship begins to sink. Look at Jonah. He was outside of the will of God and the storm was up on the ship and everybody on the ship was in trouble because one person was outside of the will of God. And so when, when, when one person is not in line with what the conductor is telling us to do, then the whole ship can go down. The whole job can go down. The whole community can go down. The whole government can go down. The whole group and organization can go down unless we are all on one accord in submission to the will of God, to the direction of God, then the whole ship is going down. God is ultimately the one who we must seek for guidance as we are on this journey of life. He's the ultimate authority. He's the ultimate guide. When we look to him, we can have direction. We can know the way and the truth and, and the true ultimate direction and meaning of our life. But if we don't look to him, then we're lost. If, if we don't look to him, we'll never have full understanding. If we don't look to him, we'll never know the way in which we should take, the path in which we should go on. God has a desire to train us and manage us, just like Dundee was the manager and the coach for Ali. But God cannot train us and manage us until we yield to his authority, until we put our trust in him, until we put our trust in his reliability, until we put our trust in his accuracy and his validity, until we fully humble ourselves under the hand of God, he cannot train us and, and manage us. And, and, and it's the picture of the potter and the potter's wheel. God wants to make us and shape us and mold us into the creatures and the, 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 the people that he has called us to be and to reach our full de destiny and potential in life. But he cannot do that until we put our trust in him, until we give him our full vote of confidence. God will take charge. God will take charge of your life. If you surrender your life to God, he will take charge. He will, he will be that, 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 that fallback person. He will be that person who takes full and total and complete responsibility of you. Ain't it good to know that we serve a God to whom we can put all of our eggs in his basket? People say all the time, don't put your eggs in one basket. Beloved, you hear it on your job. People say, don't put your eggs in one basket. You hear it at school. People say, don't put your eggs in one basket. You hear it all the time. People say, don't put your eggs in one basket. What that means is that you can't trust anything and you can't trust everything. But ain't it good to know that when you put your trust in God, you can feel safe and put all of your eggs in one basket. You don't have to worry about putting a few eggs 
in, in the money basket and putting a few eggs in the technology basket and putting a few eggs in your friend's basket and putting a few eggs in your family's basket. But when you have come to the point in life where you are willing to give God your full vote of confidence, you can, you can feel confident, you can feel at peace, you can feel at ease in knowing that when you put all of your eggs in God's basket, that God will take care of you. The scripture says that when we cast our cares upon Jesus, he will take care of us. There, there, there's no skepticalness in this. There's no skepticality in this. There, there, there's, there's no, no wavering in this. There's no uh, if, ands, buts about it. But when we put all of our eggs into God's basket, God will take care of us. He will be our knight in shining armor. He will be a wheel in the middle of a wheel. He will be a way out of no way. He will part the sea when Pharaoh's on our trail. He will take two fish and five loaves and feed the multitude. He will do what no other power can do. You can put all of your eggs in God's basket. You can't put all your eggs in man's basket. You can't put all your eggs in technology's basket. You can't put all your eggs in the money's basket, but you can put all of your eggs in God's basket. He will sustain you. He will help you. He will take care of you. He will take charge of you. He will take responsibility for you. He is our all in all. He is an all sufficient God. So beloved, I end with this question. Who are you with? Who you with? Who you gonna put your confidence in? I don't know about you, but as for me and my house, we will trust in God. We will take him at his word. Oh, how sweet to trust in Jesus, just to take him at his word, just to know that he is, he is the one who we can put all of our eggs into his basket. He's absolutely reliable. He's absolutely accurate. He's absolutely, totally and completely powerful. He has all ability to take care of all the things that we need. If you have not put your faith, if you have not given your vote, if you haven't given your vote of confidence to Jesus Christ, I wanna recommend that you open up your heart, open up your mind, get down on your knees and humble yourself under the hand of God. Put all of your eggs in his basket. He will, he will. There's no uncertainty in it. He will. There's no skepticality in it. He will. There's no shakiness in it or wavery in this and this. He will. He will take care of you. May God bless you and may he keep you as my prayer.